welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting here next to me is Daniel. That that sounds way too happy for what we're talking about today, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, today we decided to take a break from the movie theater and go see, on the comfort of our own couches, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, which is the new Netflix movie. Alright, so let's sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's harness some wind. Cheers. Cheers. Ching. Well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. This week was Daniel's week to bring something. Daniel, what'd you bring? All right. This week, I brought the Vortex IPA by Fort George. It's a pretty hefty Indian pale ale, pale ale 7.7%. So... One I've had before plenty of times, but it is a good one. I don't actually think I've ever had this one. I love Fort George, but I don't think I've had this one. Mm. Oh, but that is tasty. Oh. And refreshing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's got a good, good uh, zest to it. I like it. Yeah, it does. It's very clean. Okay, well, why don't we get started here? Let's start our episode off with movies we've seen outside of the main movie. How many did you see this week? Uh, so I've only watched one thing outside of the main movie, and bef- we did. you didn't tell me what you watched, but by the sounds of how you described it, I think we watched the same thing. Really? I think so. Did you watch it last night? I watched it today. Did it have something to do with that convention yesterday? Sort of? Okay, I don't think we watched it. No, okay, maybe we didn't watch the same thing. I don't think we did. Okay. Yes, I saw one. I saw a short doc yesterday, 45 minutes long. What did you see? Oh, my doc was 31 minutes long. Mm. So we definitely watched different things. So what did you watch, Jordan? All right, I'll go first. I watched the Lego Brick House documentary. Okay. Or, or excuse me, well, it was just called the Lego House, not the Brick House. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's been kind of sitting there in my uh, queue for a while, and I decided, yeah, it's only 47 minutes long. Click. Yeah, because I didn't get home last night till about midnight, and I didn't feel like watching a full movie. But yeah, what's a 45-minute what's doc? A lot of fun. Really cool to see the creativity and the how they brought this house to life. I mean, it looks incredible. I want to go visit it someday. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. I have that same documentary in my Netflix queue, too. I have not watched that one, but I have watched, like, the Toys That Made Us documentary. Yeah, so... Now, Grant, he's kind of aging himself now. This is the grandson of the gentleman that first launched Lego as a company, as a toy company back in the day. Well, that's crazy. So it's his grandson bringing this vision of this house to life with working with some top architectures. Don't remember any of their names, but yeah, it was just so cool to just watch the progress of this house come to life. And it just, it just looks so amazing. Like, I want to get the little, uh, was it the Lego architecture yeah. series? I want to get the little version of that. I know. They made, they're tuning their own horns and made one of their own building. Mm-hmm. Which, awesome. Why wouldn't you? But yeah, but it was, uh, so sitting on the grounds, not too far from where the original Lego factory was, too. Awesome. Yeah, it's a fun watch, though. It's definitely, you know, quick 45 minutes and uh, educational for what it is. Yeah. Awesome. I'd say check it out. It's on Netflix right now, streaming. What would you watch? All right. So what I watched was I watched period, end of sentence. Um, It's on Netflix. I think it might have just been a straight Netflix documentary, but I was actually surprisingly short. I didn't realize that it was only 31 minutes. It it won best short doc subject, I think, or whatever for the Oscars. I think so. And that's why I watched it Um, because I had heard about it. But, you know, 31 minutes, I watched it. I was also very educational. It's really interesting. It's about uh, women in India making essentially like starting their own business and earning their own money through making affordable essentially uh, period pads since I guess just watching it they don't 
do that in India. Like it's Pretty counts. Much. Yeah, and like people, like one of the things that they said was the girl dropped out of school because like they don't have any proper way for her to manage that. So it was just too hard for her to sit down and that's so crazy crazy. that's the things we've taken for granted in the u.s i guess oh yeah no it's definitely one of those humbling things and it's really interesting because towards the end they're talking about how they start make earning money and how it's kind of like causing them like the people who work there because it's all women who work in this tiny little house and they're growing and expanding but it's just crazy like the smallest thing was that she bought her brother a gift and she's like and that doesn't happen because girls don't usually make their own money Mm mm-hmm only the men who earn money so i don't know it's just very interesting definitely worth a watch 31 minutes you can yeah i've got that i've got that on my list too i, I do want to check that out well cool so a couple short docs there yeah well i guess let's get into some movie news here take it away daniel all right so we got multiple things we're kind of blowing through them uh, a couple fun things to start out with we had a couple trailers one the new detective pikachu trailer dropped I still haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh. Well, then I'll talk about it. I am so excited for this movie. I'm so glad that Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. And it just looks like it's going to be fun for... Even if you're not a Pokemon fan, it still looks like it's actually going to be funny. But I'm sure it'll be obviously better if you know a bit about Pokemon. But it it looks fun. I mean, I grew up with the original series as a kid, so I'm into it. I'm ready. Um, I don't know. It just looks like a ton of fun. It looks like the humor is going to stick. And Ryan Reynolds also put out the day before the trailer dropped is a little promo for it too, which I was did, I did see that. Okay, that was well, hilarious. That yeah. was hilarious in and of itself. <laughs> Just like I tried to lose 174 pounds before the doctors intervened. Pretty great. <laughs> uh, I love that. So a little bit more serious, exciting trailer came out, which was desperately needed. But the Hellboy trailer two came out, and thank. God, it did because that first trailer, I hated that first trailer. And I say hate it, but this new trailer makes the movie look way better. Way better. Like it's got a, the right tone. The jokes were funnier that they showed in this, and it looks all around what you would expect from Hellboy. Yeah, hopefully, the final product is just as good because I really want this to be a good movie. I do too. I really hope it's good. There's another trailer dropped today. Shazam! Oh, I had not watched Shazam trailer two. Okay, yeah, there's more footage. Yeah, it looks good. Looking is it, forward to is that it one. more of the same? Doesn't give too much away? No, yeah, more of the same. Okay, just a little, a couple extra stuff. A few extra things. Perfect. All right, well, I'll definitely check that out after we're done. But good. I'm actually kind of excited to see that movie. I don't think it's going to be great, but I think it'll probably be better than Aquaman. Probably right in between Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman. Hopefully. Yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully it is good. But yeah, definitely looking forward to checking that out. Was that April? May? I, I think it's in April or May. I can't yeah. remember if it was before or after Endgame. Uh, I'm not sure. Which they've just released Lego to, and I'm avoiding it because I don't want spoilers. Because sometimes Lego pictures give away spoilers. Oh, they do. Um, okay. couple, and then, so I got a couple other quick things. Is Will Smith will not be returning for Suicide Squad 2. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, the only thing that makes me interested is that James Gunn involvement, but... Well, I I don't know. It's like, is it worth being involved now? Because he's losing Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Hopefully, if he's going to be a part of this, especially write and direct it, that he can pull something together good. But maybe he's going to go completely opposite direct or di- not opposite but just completely different direction than the first movie so we'll maybe see. i mean it's suicide squad is just a team that like made of inmates so you can people are interchangeable yeah, yeah. obviously you want the big stars to put butts in like, seats like but the expendables <laughs> yeah 
but they're interchangeable, so you could still make it work. Um, let's see. Okay, another thing that I had that I thought was interesting, but Edge of Tomorrow sequel is in the works at Warner Brothers, which was that Tom Cruise movie that nobody saw. Because they had terrible marketing, I think. But yeah, they even renamed it when they released it. Live, I die, repeat. still haven't seen it. Neither have I. Which, I don't know why, I just didn't get around to seeing it. I know, and everybody I, I talked to who has seen it says nothing but good things about it. And I don't know if that's more because no one saw it, so they feel like they have to champion it, but... Mm, I don't know. I, I heard good, the, good the, reviews. The people I've talked to that have seen it have said the same thing. Like, no, that was pretty awesome. I just didn't get any love. Which is unfortunate, which is weird. Tom Cruise usually gets love. Usually. But that's kind of cool for fans who wanted a sequel to that. Should still have Tom Cruise. And uh, I heard another sequel's coming. What'd you hear? Has to do with Smoochie Boochies. Oh, yep. Jay and Silent Bob. And you tell me about this before we start recording. They released some new set photos? Yeah, just a couple of the cast. There's Jay and Silent Bob, which is starting to look aging a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Randall. <laughs> or no, excuse me. Not Randall. Dante. Dante from Clerks. Picture of Dante. Awesome. So we'll be going back to that mini mart, I'm sure, for at least some of it. Freaking animals, man. Which is pretty funny because, like, I guess you would have thought in Clerks 2 you would have moved on from that place, but apparently back. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're all just hanging out together and they just happen to go there. Who knows? I mean, Jay and Silent Bob are kind of like low-life people, so they probably still are hanging out right in front of that. <laughs> yeah, remember they uh, got saved when the joint gave themselves over to God, remember? I didn't see the sequel. I saw Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Uh, Clerks 2, though? Oh, I haven't seen Clerks nah, 2. see? All right, so oh, a lot man, of stuff. That means you missed uh, Jay's mangina. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know what that is. I don't want to know. I, it's coming, folks. If you're over the age of 30, you'll be excited. <laughs> so, yeah, I like the first one. Pretty ridiculous at parts, but it's got some really, really good moments. I mean, especially with, like, uh, Carrie Fisher's in it, Elizabeth Hurley's in it. It's just got Mark Hamill has a cameo in it. There's some good moments in it, though. Like, I still to this day, like... <laughs> It's funny finding people around my age because they remember Jay's rap. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, I'll have to watch that again. I've seen Jay and Bo- Silent Bob Strike Back. It might be on a streaming service right now on Netflix. I know it's been on Netflix in the past. It might be there again right now. I don't remember. I don't know. I feel like I've seen it somewhere recently. It comes and goes all the time. But yeah, check it out. All right. And then last but not least, on a more somber note, <laughs> um, Luke Perry has died at the age of 52, which, you know, his main, like, I think his main role was playing Dylan McKay on the original Beverly Hills 90210 series. Yep, that was his claim to fame. And then more recently, he plays Archie Andrews' dad on the Riverdale adaption on CW, which, I mean, I've only, wa- I watched the first couple seasons, he's really the only good character on the show, or was. I believe it. Still haven't seen Riverdale yet, but I'm a 90210 fan from back in the day, grew up in the 90s. Didn't really get into the show too much till after it ended, but yeah, kind of sucks. I, I heard last Wednesday he had a stroke and was taken to the hospital and has been in there since, and then he had to wake up today and start seeing news things popping up saying that he had passed away. Yeah. Like that's that. really too bad. I mean, only 52. Sucks. Yeah, 52 years old. He's looking still pretty good His on it. kids are only like, I think, 18 and 21 or something like that. Jeez. So, yeah, he's leaving behind two kids. I guess people that were by his side, they said it's uh his new fiance, which I've already, I can't remember who, what her name is, and then his ex-wife, mother of his children, Jeez. were there too. 
along with his mom and stepdad. So yeah, it, it really sucks because yeah, it's just it's just crazy because yeah, I mean you think at that age you have a little mini stroke of some kind, maybe it's gonna you'll be all right. Yeah, honestly, I saw, that was my thought was I'm like, oh, he's still pretty young. Like I'm sure he'll bounce back. Well, and I've always thought too, like strokes are either something that kills you instantly or you bounce back at least a little bit and can still go on. I mean, like our grandfather had a stroke when he was I forget how old, but you know he. It was never the same again, but he also lived for another, like, 15, well, maybe 20 years. Yeah, something like that. Something crazy. I think it was another 20 years he lived, though. Luke Perry, though. Gone too soon. Yeah. No, it sucks. It really sucks. I'm glad we're going to be able to check him out in a Tarantino film this summer, but, yeah, it just sucks sucks to see him gone, because what I've heard is he was a really good part of that Riverdale show. Well, you're saying he's the best part of that show. Well, I mean, he's the best character and probably one of the better actors in the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too bad. He always seemed like a pretty cool, humble guy. Like Gina Grad on the Corolla show, she does the news over on that show. She put some photos on her Instagram of the two of them at some awards thing. Awesome. And yeah, he just looked like a really cool, humble, down-to-earth guy. Would have been cool to meet him someday, but obviously can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, rest in peace, Luke Perry. Yes, sir. I'm trying to think of some classic Dylan line to say. I don't know. Can't think of one right now. Maybe, uh... Well... What is one? Um, let's see... It's okay. We definitely lost a legend today. Definitely a 90s legend for sure. Luke Perry, I just want to say thank you for making Sideburns cool. On that, on that somber note, we will move into our somber movie of the week. Alrighty. Yeah, so again, we didn't go to the movie theater this week. There wasn't anything I wanted to see this weekend that was new. We got the big Marvel coming up this coming weekend, so it's kind of take a break from the theater. It kind of was nice to just, even though I, felt, I didn't watch the movie till just before we started so it kind of felt weird like watching it in the middle of the day sun's out and everything like that yeah exactly yeah I, I just I don't know I was really distracted watching it today just everything going on and then the dog was being annoying <laughs> but yeah so we watched The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind which is an adaptation of a book same title Netflix has brought it to life and yeah I guess we'll start with our just initial thoughts I'll start I guess um, my initial thoughts are I've, you know, I've heard of the book. I've never read it. When I saw the trailer a few weeks ago that Netflix put out that it was coming, I was like, hey, that looks pretty solid. And so, yeah, I sat down today, watched it, and I guess, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Definitely seemed like a made-for-TV kind of movie, like it had good actors in it. And I say start off slow-ish, but to kind of build up the characters, but it definitely... I, the last half hour was just my favorite part of the whole thing, I would say. Yeah, I think A lot so. of stuff happens in this boy's life. You kind of get a glimpse of just what life is like in, you know, that kind of, like, country and just what that kind of lifestyle is like. But yeah, I definitely think the last 30 minutes of it were my favorite part. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, my initial thoughts are I've never heard, I hadn't even heard of the book, but you did show me the trailer when it came out. And so we thought, Michael, that'll, that'll be a perfect movie. It looks like a good, like actual, like good drama piece that we could actually use to for the show. So we decided to watch it. Um, I thought, yeah, it was a little slow. And, but I don't think that really hurts the movie. I mean, like the movie's less than two hours, so... No matter what, it's not that long of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the characters were really interesting. They really go in depth and they really show the struggle that the family goes through. And well, even like their whole village is going through. It does focus on the family, but you know, you get the impression that everybody around them is struggling as well. Um, I don't know, but I, just, I thought I was really interested. I did enjoy myself as much as you can enjoy. I mean, there are a couple things that uh, broke my heart, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward story. I mean, a boy and uh, I, I can never... You're going to have to forgive us ahead of time, like, pronouncing some of these country and town names and their names. It's um, not my... 
strong point. So yeah, the lowdown is a boy in uh, Malawi helps his village by building a wind turbine after reading about them in a library book. And that's that's pretty the short skinny of the thing. I mean, it starts out with, uh, what, what is his name, William? They show him going to school. Yeah, and that's a great part too when he like finds out he's going to school, he sees his like shirt and pants and tie and everything on the bed. I know, bright red pants just, too. Yeah, and I mean, he's ecstatic, like, I gotta go to school, yeah! And again, it's just stuff we take for granted in this country. Oh, that's one of my main thoughts when I was watching it. I mean, it's, I thought it was a really good little story though. So yeah, he goes to school, his parents can't afford the tuition because it's kind of like a, maybe a month to month pay for kind of thing. Well, it sounded like it was like up front, like you have to pay for the whole semester. Mm -hmm. If not the whole year, but I think it was the whole semester. Okay. Yeah. It seemed like you pay for it up front. Yeah. In portions though, little by little. And if you can't pay for it, you're you're done. Yeah. So yeah, and, but yeah, it's just what uh, I guess. I guess what do, you, what do you want to talk about? You just want to talk about like the lifestyle a little bit. I would like to talk about just the culture shock for me. Like, I mean, I was thinking about this like as I'm watching it, and just the kid's ecstatic, and he's fighting to go to school because he like eventually like they pay they were able to pay the down payment, but they weren't able to pay more, so he gets kicked out of school, which not is like kind of devastating I, for him. How how old is he supposed to be? Like maybe. Eighth, ninth grade-ish, like, I mean, like, 14-ish Yeah, I was so. thinking, like, 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah, and it's just kind of, like, culture shock. Because I was just thinking, I'm like, you know, like, kids, you know, in America, like, we skip school. We don't go to school. We just kind of... School is school. It's kind of a thing that, yeah, everybody goes to school. And then you go over here, and this kid is fighting to get to school. He's not even allowed to go to school, so he, he sneaks into school to learn. And it's just something that was kind of... Yeah, it's a, it's a humbling... Well, that's uh, the thing, yeah, he's just... He wants education. He wants to learn something. Like, he's fighting for it and just, you know, even if just give me this book. Like, I just want to take this book home and go read it. Like, I just want something. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, it, it's very, like, humbling to just sit watch that. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, humbling. Like, they show him taking a shower in the very beginning, you know, which is, like, in between, like, essentially, like, some grass it looks like just like a little like grass hut around and he just dumps buckets on his head yeah i mean just the things they do over there survive like at one point his you know the farm's not doing good because it's too dry crops aren't growing they're like we got like five barrels of corn like this ain't gonna last what i thought i, I think this is what they did they took apart part of their the metal roof of their the metal part of the roof off and replaced it with straw and to go sell the metal for you know money for food Exactly. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Which also, in the beginning, like they're just, like the people who I guess own the land or something are like offering them like to take a deal or not. But they literally like one of the things they held over the time is like, well, if you don't like take our deal, we're gonna take your trees. Like they literally just cut down their trees so their fields just flood mm-hmm. because they needed the trees for irrigation to kind of like soak up excess moisture. Mm-hmm. And so they just cut down a bunch of trees and then they just, it floods the, the land when it rains, which I thought just blew my mind that like you just can take away somebody's trees like that. Yeah. I thought it was just, just a weird concept. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to Africa um, but I have been to like really like poor towns in Mexico and it's you see people living in huts made of like you know clay and brick and everything with straw roofs <laughs> and it's just it's so surreal it's crazy it's just to, to see that and the, but yeah that's how some people live um, I know even like for the most part like even like a low low income earner in America you still have a bed you well, still have <laughs> and part of the movie he's asking you know, his dad for the bike like I've got this amazing idea that's going to get us water, but I need your bike, Dad. So, you know, that's his, like, prized possession. Like, I 
I'm not gonna just give you my bike. I know it's a crucial. Like apparently, like it's just it was a hot it was a hot commodity. Yeah, I mean, that's like, hey, Dad, can I have your Porsche? Yeah, exactly. Like it's what just, you don't get my Porsche. You mean to dismantle and just what? No. And yeah, it's not gonna have your your bike or Porsche to drive and or ride. It's <laughs> I'm gonna dismantle it and use it the parts. <laughs> Yeah, and at first, I mean, I mean that was just like one of the the heartbreaking moments in this movie was like at first he shows his his dad and he's like, wow, that's that's actually really neat what you got here because he makes like a little prototype of the windmill that he's trying to make, just a proof of concept, and he shows it to his dad and he's just like, okay, I need to use the bike, and he's just like, oh, well, for how long? He's like, no, I'm gonna need to cut it up and use the parts, and the dad's just like, you're kidding, because I I can't let you do that yeah like uh, my transportation so absolutely not yeah just, but you know like, I mean, this is, that was just, you know just the one thing his dad had be like um, I know and just like also it's just like it was one thing if like you our dad giving up his best golf clubs yeah exactly and like it's just one of those things that you don't think about like I'm like oh like, it seemed like a few people had bikes and it's like people aren't throwing those away though like they're actually very useful and very necessary for a lot of people oh yeah they don't take a single thing for granted yeah so you know, it's not something that they would have just been able to find in that junkyard that they keep going to throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So that was just one of the shocks. Which I, I can't, that was something I enjoyed about the movie, is watching him and his friend, watching William and his friend just go to the junkyard and just see what they can find. You know, radios, parts, just whatever they can get a hold of. Yeah, I mean, they find an old car battery. He's just And he's just a tinker. Like, he knows how to fix stuff. Yeah. That's what I liked about this movie and the William character a lot. Just the innovation of him. Like, he's just, you know, he, his determination to learn. He wants to learn. He wants to invent. He wants to just prosper. And yeah. I loved watching that. And, like, he was just, he had determination. Something that I think a lot of people would lose is just hope and stuff. But he had determination. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of people, they show a lot of people just, like, getting up and leaving the village because of, like, the, the rain, no rainfall. But he wants to stay and endure and, like, because he knows he has a solution. He just needs help making it real. Yeah. And one thing I like, too, is, like, no matter how, like, bad things get, you know, they still seem like, as a family, sit down and suffer together and everything like that. Yeah. It's just something you don't see a lot of American people, I feel like, do a lot these days. Not, like, that closeness. There's always a distraction, like, people looking at their phones underneath the table, things like that. Like, there's always some distraction. Yeah. Also, did you do you know what year this takes place in? Early 2000s, I believe. Okay. I wasn't sure, but it's... Yeah, yeah I want to say it started at, like, 06 or something like that, 04, maybe. I don't know. But somewhere around there. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Really well done. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the director's name, but adapted from the book and directed by and starring as Papa, the Weedle LG4. Not even going to try, folks. But yes, the gentleman that plays Papa uh, adapted, directed, and starred in this movie as Papa, William's dad, obviously. And yeah, he, he's good. He's been in a lot of movies. I don't know. What else do you want to cover on this? Well, I'm like, I'm going to cover a few, or I want to add a couple things that were just kind of like shocking slash big moments. I mean, like it really just yeah. keeps driving this home is that, I mean, eventually they start going for a drought and government like vehicles come and you can just buy the grain. 
So he takes, uh, William takes his bike and his mom gives him a bunch of money and just tells him to buy as much as he can, which he's not even able to buy as much money as she gave, she gives him because like they have to ration it out. But there's literally so many people just lined up and they kind of just like rush the, uh, the grain supply and he's able to get in, but they literally shut the doors and lock it. But they, I mean, these people are rioting for food, which, you know, it makes sense, but they even like, so he gets his grain and they're just sitting there with like some soldiers, but they're like, all right, so if you're getting out of here, you just have to run because these people will attack you for food, which, again, just the desperate nature of, like, the people around him. Yeah, well, he's off doing this, his dad's off doing something, and then... I mean, there's a scene where his uh, sister and mother get a paid visit. Yeah, I mean, that's all, like, in the same... Like, and they in end s- up getting all... Yeah, well, there's all this... Well, that's going on, yeah. You see them get robbed of all their food that they have at the house. Yeah, so maybe, like, they had, like... That, that food that he got would have been a little, like, extra little bit more to help him get through, but then it's still just completely after ration it out. Um, and also, the... I think it was right before that scene was... Um, when their chief goes to meet, like, the president of the country. He's mm-hmm. coming through, and then he uh, he voices his concern and his displeasure that they're, like, suffering from this food shortage crisis. Mm-hmm. And, like, they literally take their, like, their village chief, um, like, the Secret Service, I guess, seemed like, and they just right. take him back and they beat him for, like, like objectifying his democratic leadership <laughs> played by joseph marcel by the way who is um jeffrey on fresh prince of bel-air which i didn't know that until he said it and that's awesome yeah but it's just it's just one of those crazy things that they just you know again things that we always take for granted they just take them back and beat them for talking up against the president yep and yeah yeah um, i'm just trying oh and also i i don't need to see dogs die in movies it's always sad that bro that's the closest i came to to crying was that you know like through the beginning till of the movie like he always has this dog that follows him around everywhere he goes and but during the food shortage like he's not actually allowed to feed him yeah i'm sure he still snuck him stuff but he's if somebody saw him feeding and wasting their family's food on the dog. Yeah, I think that's a good way to show the reality of it, though, because at one time, and I like this scene, they show them as a family gathered around and the dad counting the money saying, we have enough to basically buy enough food to where we can have one meal a day. Yeah. One meal a day. And, yeah, later on, they show the family eating together. And the dad's even, like, giving up some of his portions and starving himself so that his kids can eat. Yeah. And, yeah, you see uh, William want to put some food away in his pocket, and his dad is like, if you feed the dog, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, obviously the dog comes last. Yeah, which, I mean, it makes sense, but it's still just sad. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously oh, it sad is. for William, too. So, yeah, there's at one point, yeah, we see William walking up, sees the dog laying in the grass, walks up to him, and, yeah, no longer has a heartbeat. And it's just, it is a moving moment. You see him bury his dog. On a positive note, though, you see him have a little puppy at the end. I know. That that was nice. Thank you. For I was that. like, oh, it's a little baby Tucker. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, this movie has a huge emotional core, and it's definitely worth a watch, if not for the story alone. Oh, definitely. It's just an enduring spirit that, you know, solves a seemingly unsolvable problem for these people and their means. Yeah, what what would you say your favorite part of the movie is? Favorite? I don't know. Like, I I say, like, I think one of the most powerful scenes, I guess, for me, was probably just the food scene with with him uh, running in and, like, being able to buy food and then having to sneak out 
so he doesn't get like robbed by the other people just trying to get food. Yeah. I think that's probably the more powerful scene for me. Sneaking out the back. Oh, gosh, there's so many good things that happen. I mean, you've got his sister who is dating his teacher who eventually runs off with the teacher. Right. Which I don't know. I mean, it's a. I don't know if we're really spoiling this or not. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a book that's been around for a long time. Yeah, so. We're technically telling history of a deprived nation. Right. Or a deprived village. So nation. there's that stuff going on. And that was a, that was a moving scene, too. There, there are a lot of moving scenes. Like, I always say that was a moving scene when he, he asked his sister about getting a hold of the. Uh, so the teacher has a bicycle with a light on it, and the way the light powers up, you know, mechanism that's connected to the tire, and just whenever the bike's in motion, it generates power for the light and he asks his sister to get a hold of that and then cut to like a scene later and the the parents are freaking out because sister's gone she left a goodbye note but essentially just hey i've run off with the teacher you know i just i have to do this i gotta go make a better life for myself goodbye yeah and he goes into his room or a room and there's the uh, bike mechanism or the the light on his table yeah which was crazy which, yeah. is a, which I thought that was a really good moment yes that was as far as yeah a couple standout moments there was that moment uh, the scene with him and his father when he first shows him the little mini turbine yeah and his father eventually just kind of like just losing his if you will. He just doesn't get it. I mean, he wants to believe in his son, but at the same time, he just doesn't get it. He's like, you know, we got a field to worry about. We got, we're got we starving. And, you know, his dad's probably just hasn't been eating in a while because uh, he's, he's getting all the food away. So he's just, you, you can just, you know, there's stress and there's frustration. And he's like, I just, this is cute and all, but I just don't care about your little wind turbine thing. Like, yeah, plus he, like, it's just the fact that, like, if he gives up his bike and it doesn't work, then they're out of such a valuable resource for right. nothing. So that scene stood out. But then the scene where his dad comes around and to tell him, like, you know, when they had that moment together, and then he's like, all right, I'll give you the bike. That yeah. was a really, really good scene. That was No, that was a really good scene. But, yeah, I would say the last half hour of the movie was my absolute favorite. There's Because there was those moments... And then him just watching his determination to build the uh, windmill and the... The whole village coming together? The the village coming together and erecting it together and then it working. It was very moving, very awesome. I enjoyed it. I will say a good standout thing in this movie too, I thought the score was really nice. I really enjoyed the music in this. Yeah, no, it it really was. It really helped just push the movie along. Yeah, and I mean, it gave it that emotional core that you needed to. It helped a lot. But yeah, it was just good stuff. Yeah, I would say if you got Netflix, check it out. I enjoyed this quite a bit. And you're not going to lose anything if you have Netflix. Um, Definitely worth a watch. Like I said, it's less than two hours, so, you know, not a huge time commitment either. Yeah, I'm trying to think as far as, like, uh... All right, any other moments you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, like, I guess... Oh, the, the one thing I'll tag on the end is after they erect the, uh, the windmill and it starts running around, like, it's tied to, like, it's charging a battery, which will then power the water pump. But after, like, it starts going, then he's literally just like, all right, we have to let the battery charge for a little bit. So just imagine, like, the anticipation, like, the anxiety of, like, this still could not work after all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does. Eventually, the water starts flowing. They're able to plant all year round. Yep, which was awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's just crazy. Writing this out, I mean, definitely feel like a made-for-TV kind of movie. I would like to watch it again with like, less distractions again. Watching it in the middle of the day, for some reason, was just very distracting to me. Yeah. Especially with the dog running around in front of me and always block. <laughs> this was kind of funny. So we got, we got a dog in the house, and I'm on the couch watching. He kept just blocking my view, which isn't always bad. You can still hear, but half the movie's in English, half is in subtitles. So he's, like, blocking my view of the subtitles a little half the time. So I'm, like, trying to scoot him out of the way. and Yeah. It's like, can you just, like, move for, like, and just, or, like, lay down for just, like, 
you know, the next hour and just leave me alone. <laughs> so, yeah, like a Tucker list experience. That's the name of the dog, Tucker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd like a Tuckerless experience next time, but if I'm going to grade this out, I'm going to say A-. It was good. It had all the emotion. It had some really good scenes. Definitely the last half hour is... Where it comes together. Was when it all comes together, but yeah, I would say A-. Yeah, I'll just give it a solid A. Like, it's good. It's very informative. It's just, you know, definitely watch the watch the movie and maybe read the book. I'm, I'm thinking about picking it up. Yeah, I would actually like to get that maybe on Audible or something, but yeah, I would definitely like to check out the book myself. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot more details and things like that that we just didn't see in the movie i'm sure we'll just see we'll have a lot more outline of like the struggle and i always like when they do this at the end of like kind of like a biopic movie is they show the real people and kind of give a few more details to their story yeah i I love when they do that and they did that at the end of this movie yeah they did so i don't know i definitely go check it out yeah good stuff for sure all right well well let's see here that wraps it up here daniel where can they find us they can find us on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought about it. If there's any other cool Netflix movies that you think we should watch, let us know. Okay, and yeah, if you like the show, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, share the podcast with friends. That helps us a lot. And yeah, we'll see you next time on Movies and Bruce. Cheers. Cheers. Ching. <laughs>